John Krasinski, here alongside my three surgeons of cinema. Uh, Diablo Cody, I wrote Jennifer's Body. Hey, this is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Hey, this is Chris Rock. <laughs> and um, here on the morgue, you might know, but if you're new, we'll tell you. We review two movies per episode, one that's uh, more popular, whether because of release date or general knowledge, and one that's a bit more obscure, foreign, faded, or forgotten. Uh, and we try to make a connecting thread so that you feel safer about broadening your cinematic horizons. But before the reviews, we have the news. So, uh, Dan, let's go to you first. What is up? Hell yeah, man. Uh, Edgar Wright's killing it. He's still out there. I'm actually really looking forward to this movie, uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, I know that he really respects the horror genre. Mm. He actually, uh, Edgar Wright, he did an interview with uh, Criterion a few years ago where he turned me on to one of my favorite horror movies ever made, uh, Eyes Without a Face. Mm. It's this French New Wave movie. He, he really respects the genre, and you can tell that he was, like, waiting for the right time to, to make, like, this period piece horror film that he could get, like, the perfect cast for and, and make these really elaborate, like, once upon a time in Hollywood style, like, budget sets, like, mm. like high budget like period sets. Now. It looks like Don't Look Now. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, mm. Anya Taylor-Joy is, like, uh, she's playing, like, the ghost of, like, an old starlet or something. Mm. It's ambiguous, which I like. Um. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm super excited to see what Edgar Wright really does with with his style and horror. I mean, in the past he could only really do like horror comedy, but now he seems like he's really trying to give it his all and make like yeah. a genre film mm-hmm. that's yeah. powerful and imaginative, which is what we need right now. So, what did it you guys think be, of this trailer? I think the trailer looked really cool. I think it'll be great to. Um, I mean, I haven't seen that many Edgar Wright films, oh, like in full, but Have I think it'll Kong? be. Huh. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No, I haven't seen all of it. Oh, that's, I know that's, like, that's his classic. Um, that's awesome. Have you seen Batman? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say, is it'll be good to see his name separated from the right. the guy who didn't get Ant-Man, you know, uh, which is kind of like... It's from think... the director of Baby Yeah, Driver. I was like, I was, I was like, like I was like, mistake, mistake. That's so oh, is that what... Did he direct that movie? Yeah, oh, but yeah. but like the movie, I feel like Which I mean, I you can like stop me if, if I'm wrong. I feel like the movie he's known for now is shot, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim yeah, Scott Pilgrim is like his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's his masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, I do like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, that movie was rated like number five on the best movies of 2010 by several mm-hmm. places. Like that was yeah. a well loved movie. Yeah, that one yeah. I have seen. But yeah, I mean that my my impression of this is that um you know. I think that the uh, I don't know if this is a, if this is a hot take or an unpopular take, but I think the impact of Black Mirror on contemporary horror can't uh-huh. be understated. Mm. There's something about this that feels mm. very like Black Mirror-ish, even though it's not directly yeah. technological. That's but fair. you know, dealing with like the comparison of of lives mm. and like you know mm. what I mean, and kind of living uh, having an avatar in the past or whatever, and then that becoming a problem. Yeah. Um, and I'm into it. I, I was just looking at it like, yeah, this feels very um, appropriate for the type of stuff that we are, for the type of horror stories that are like current, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so yes, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, I would also say like, Justin, along that line, I think 
I, I mean, Black Mirror is just the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. forty years later. So yeah. I think I think I think I'm also I picked up more on the Twilight Zone stuff. Like I think there's yeah, you can always tell what there's a Twilight Zone setup in a movie, and and Twilight and he, Zone. He, he's an old school horror nerd, so and, you can tell. I mean, and the Twilight Zone is like people don't like to talk about it, but like it is like an origin point for a lot of horror now yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i mean so especially psychological horror mm-hmm. but this yeah. actually exactly. you're, i think as far as i know you're like the authority on twilight oh yeah as far as ask me anything that. that's my <laughs> favorite <laughs> the last thing i'll say before zach you jump in uh it looked a lot like neon demon to me mm-hmm. uh, yeah so i was gonna say the same i love I, I really love neon demon there's probably a ton of problematic things about it when i rewatch it uh but the idea of like a ingenue slowly being corrupted yeah and that being the horror of the movie seemed very mm-hmm. similar and that's exciting to me so yeah. it, a horror film lit with like these not only being a period piece but lit so heavily with like neon lights and stuff mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's a really cool aesthetic I, I can't wait to see can't wait to see what he does with that yeah mm-hmm. yeah i uh, i really enjoyed the trailer i literally just watched it um yeah. but i like both of those actresses i just mm-hmm. uh watched the queen's gambit um i'm super late Ooh. on that and um jojo rabbit so both of those actresses i think sorry she's great yeah Yeah. i say this i I saw a youtube comment so i can't say that i came up with this someone said anya taylor joy has like a the face that's like a cinematographer's dream and i was Mm kind of thinking about it and it's like it's true because when you watch like the witch like she she's almost kind of scary looking like she's she's almost kind of mm-hmm. like, disturbing to look at and then mm-hmm. in other stuff like she's very sexy right so this is an actress who depending on what you do how you light her face whatever it is like like you can really flip it which which seems perfect for this like alter ego yeah. character it seems yes. like a dream at first and then becomes like a nightmare. This nightmare that's living inside of you you know yeah i'm surprised she hasn't become more of a scream queen to be honest because she had the witch is this mm-hmm. only her second horror film? Is that right? I mean, if you count New Mutants as a horror movie. Uh, excuse me, Split. Okay, oh, Split. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Glass. <laughs> the that's a superhero movie. Doesn't count. We yeah. don't talk about Glass. We also don't talk I guess about this it. Would be three. Uh, There'd be four. But New is, is New Mutants a horror? It's movie? more horror than it is superheroes. All right. Well. <sighs> I guess yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to last night in Soho. It'll yeah. probably make its way onto the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Zach, you have a different trailer for us. <clears throat> I do a uh, very different kind of movie, The Tomorrow War, starring Basically Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's you know it's uh it's a time travel action hero war movie you know it's soldiers from the future fighting a war against aliens they come back to the past to recruit people to help fight in this war um i like time travel i i like chris pratt i don't care about this movie really i mm. i don't think it looks good um i don't know i don't there's not much to say about it besides that. It's it, fine. It looks really, like uh, about to cuck me with your time travel knowledge, but listen, <laughs> I don't get how it works. How are you going to the past and getting guys to fight in the future? Because it's it always okay. So, so go ahead. So I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and take it. <laughs> go ahead and explain it to me. It's imaginary time travel. Imaginary time travel. I'm sure they're well, going to break all, all time of travel rules. is imaginary. So they're pulling these guys from another universe's past. <laughs> Who knows? Well, then I that's the multiverse like the- theory, right? Yeah, the multiverse so theory, right? Every time you make, I don't know. Well, is it first? My question is: Is this based off of a book? Isn't there a, a book called The Tomorrow War? Is there? Or is, Who knows, I, man? Who I knows? thought so. Um, this looks. Uh, oh, when I when I first saw the trailers, I thought it was like a sci-fi series, not like science fiction, like Isn't a sci-fi it? channel. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
like S-Y-F-Y. The ultimate <laughs> insult. Yeah. It looks, I like it, that channel, honestly. That's how I saw a lot of my favorite movies when I was, when I was a kid. There's a like, lot of, like, inter- yeah, entertaining That's stuff on it. That's how I first saw it. Saw, actually. The first song. Really? So on that channel. That's interesting. Circle, yeah, For those movies, but their original content, sci-fi's yes. original content is, yeah, is just Sharknado, Giant Octopus versus Megalodon. They did a Sharknado, right? Sharknado's yeah, four, five, and six. Like, there's how many of them are there? I'm yeah. telling you, Chris Pratt is now in his direct to DVD stage. This is a direct to DVD movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, wh- why, why, what is this? Yeah, what is this movie? He's becoming Bruce Willis. He's becoming Bruce Willis very quickly. He kind of is. It's accelerating. Um, I, the, I, uh, I was thinking about this because, um, there is a trend in Hollywood to like take the comedic actor, juice him up, and try to make him an action leading right, man. Right. right? We're seeing that with Kamal Nanjani. Yeah, yeah, it um, started with Chris Pratt, maybe, right? Like I'm, I'm, he was right? kind of the he was one of the first for sure. Yeah. Chris Pratt is a funny person, and he has like that timing. So when you if you try to skirt away from like the more you move away from his comedic uh, mm, yeah. uh personality the i think the less the less good he is, he yeah. is. Yep. and then, and you see that in Jurassic World where he's like Owen whatever Owen great redneck movie. the well, guy when we first see him and in, in the shirt is like three sizes too small and he's like drinking the vintage coke and stuff yeah. and like doing yard work or whatever exactly. it was oh yeah and he catches the fly out of the air yeah like Love they've that. been trying oh. to make him a sex symbol for right. some time, which is like, I mean, right. he can't, he's, you know, he can't, but he can still be people. that and be funny. Yeah. Is which is what Star Lord is. I mean, I, for the I mean, most I part. say what I'm thinking. What? <laughs> <laughs> Spotlights on you. Uh, I just, oh, Chris Pratt, <laughs> and whenever Chris Pratt materializes in a movie that's not Guardians, I assume he's red pilling. Like, I don't know what's going okay, on yeah. here. Like, he just, he reads Republican to me. Definitely. And, <laughs> and, isn't he? It's like he's, it de- he's a white evangelical, which is like yeah, al- that's, almost that's certainly the controversy was that he was donating to a church that is like very like anti gay. But, but like, even like it's like his projects become Republican when he arrives in them. Like, <laughs> Guardians is the only one that's not, and maybe no, Passengers is pretty like weird. Like, Passengers is pretty like mm-hmm. I, I woke a woman up, yeah, because he wanted company, and yeah. like, oh, yeah, like weird, it's weird stuff, bro. And then like Jurassic World. This it's all very I don't know, I'm not feeling Chris Pratt the movie star. His height was that scene in Parks and Rec where he's at the doctor and he's like, yeah. I keep wiping my butt and there's like a marker in there. <laughs> it's like wiping a marker. But um yeah, tomorrow war probably won't make it onto the show. <laughs> Unless one of us wants to torment the rest of them. Could be a commentary. Wes, what's going on with the MCU? Speaking of funny men buffing up. The Eternals trailer came out. Sheesh. I mean, we talked about Eternals a little bit before. I, I look. There was a lot of discourse about Marvel, which happens every single time mm-hmm. a Marvel trailer drops. Whenever, whenever, especially whenever a Marvel trailer drops, and it looks like it's trying to do something that's not like mm-hmm. superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the internet decides to have an argument about a multi-billion-dollar franchise. Right. <laughs> this is dumb. Like we can acknowledge that Marvel is entertaining, and also that Marvel has serious problems with what, what it's doing to the industry. It's not like not that big of a. Yeah. Both, both sides of the argument can be pretty ridiculous. But, but yes. I hate it because it makes money and, and I love it because... I can't uh, believe we just both sided hater. Marvel. Uh, <laughs> but Eternals looks really fun. Uh, I know, Justin, I just loaned you the Eternals comics. But like... Yes. Uh, 
it looks like a biblical epic, which is cool. Like that's something that yeah, Marvel yeah. hasn't really done. Uh, it looks like oh, commandments. Yeah. Real locations. I mean, the cinematography is is intimate and small scale, and it, it almost looks like Lawrence of Arabia. In a few it, it really does. Brian it's, Tyree Henry is doing beautiful. this and making uh, making machines. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that we like uh, Ragnarok on this show, but like for example, look at that scene where. It's the only scene Anthony Hopkins is in where it's very clear that they're like on the green screen. It's like very mm, clearly a soundstage. Yes. Nothing looks real there. And then watch this trailer. It's like Chloe Zhao like really stepped it up and made Marvel look yeah. like legit insert. again. Right. But the Ragnarok scene looks bad because that that wasn't where it was really really shot. It was shot in New York. Oh, oh, no, right. Yes, that's right. On the cliff yeah. side. No, yeah, that was originally shot in New York on on location. Oh, and you can they, see that in the trailer. Okay. Yeah, because Hella catches it right. Yes, in the alley yes, right yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah. it, it, that's the only part of Ragnarok that doesn't that I don't love. But mm. no, this looks good. Richard Madden, I'm always excited to see him. Him and Kit Harrington are back together. Hey. Stark mm-hmm. Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you guys think? I uh, uh, oh, Yeah, go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, I think everybody, and this is like the big meme thing that popped up immediately, which is they, they say we've never interfered until now. And it's like, well, what were Man. you doing when Thanos snapped away half the universe? Why, why didn't you interfere? What's happening now? That's worse than that. So that's that's the big was, uh, organizing his sock drawer and Great. um <laughs> Richard Madden was was quaffing his hair. Yeah. Yes. That's know. valid. I guess that that makes sense then. Yeah, I hear you on that though, Zach. Um it is that I mean it's the same thing that happened with Captain Marvel, mm. which is like, you know, loosely explained by her like, you know, being in the you know, she going does. around the galaxy and not everybody has she the Avengers. Right. So which understandable. Valid, yeah. And she came back for Thanos, I mean, after the fact, but, you know, she was there. Yeah. But, yeah, with the Eternals, as I understand it, they are specifically designed to combat people like mm-hmm. Thanos who are deviant uh, Eternals. Yeah, They're basically like it. deformed Eternals. That. So that's like your job. And, uh, you know, but, it, but to your point about it being intimate, Dan, I'm wondering then if the stakes will have to be amped in order to justify them being like, this is where we There's are. always going to be a climax where something's yeah, like something's coming out of the... Like exploded <laughs> I'm, sure there's a, I'm sure there's a secret villain in it. Like, I, there always is in these movies. It's probably uh, one of them. I was looking at that, that kid dude. from, from yeah. Dunkirk, that right? Kid. Yeah, that, that scary little boy from yeah. Killing of Sacred Deer. Yeah, yeah also, terrifying dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he... I have seven to look at, that's for sure. <laughs> my money's on him for it. Angelina Jolie. Oh, I'm sorry. We just let's acknowledge that Angelina Jolie is in a Marvel movie. That's... And Selma Hayek. And Selma yeah, Hayek yeah, is in a Marvel Hayek. movie. That's crazy. Very strange. They both look great, and God, I'm very Selma. excited. Yeah, Selma. I'm very excited. I think Selma's the one speaking over the trailer too. He is. A, oh, yeah. Character. What, I, what's great? What's cra- I'm sorry. What's wild about the Eternals is like the way they were made was like Jack Kirby made two concepts that were identical and gave one to Marvel and one to DC. <laughs> one to DC yeah. And like, they're the same concept. They're the like new gods, new gods, right? One. Yeah. The yeah. Gods are, it's the same, which is why uh, DC was going to make the new gods movie and accelerate it. So it got there before Eternals because Classic. again, they were going to shelve that. They did. They shelved it. They shelved it. DC fucking shelves everything. Why would you yeah. shelve? Green lights more Joker movies. Like, oh, <laughs> oh we didn't talk we, about well, Joker two. Yeah, maybe we'll, that we'll should be my news. news. <laughs> what is that? What's your What's your news? Uh, my news was was the the Powerpuff Girls live action show being mm-hmm. delayed. Thank God. Um, on account of some horrendous. Uh, leaked script excerpts yes. that came out, and also just like general. Oh, wait, so, so is that what they're going with? Because I thought I thought it leaked from a script that they that they didn't 
No, uh, that's the, no, that's the really script. Okay. I, okay. Well, I think so. The executive said he hadn't seen that script, but like either way, as soon as they released the promotional images, the Ooh. the internet the internet was already against it because like, why are you doing this? And then that made it worse. Um, I grew up watching the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a really fun show. Uh, I don't, and uh, you know, Justin, do you have any that's lines so from the script to read to us? Do I have lines from the script? Just like one, so that everybody um, knows I'm, what we're talking I'm pulling, about. I'm pulling it up right now. Wes, you got it. This I got is it. The writer of Juno, Jennifer's Body, and Evil Dead 2013. This is her dialogue. Okay. Uh, I guess I guess this is Mojo Jojo. Uh, I guess this is Mojo Jojo. He's just called Jojo in the script. How are they were going to do a monkey well, week to week? Who knows? On the CW. <laughs> um, I've delivered on everything I promised except free gelato Fridays, and that's only because the perfect scoop turned out to be a front for meth trafficking. <laughs> Al- Alicia Lawrence has no experience. She's impulsive and reactionary. You mean she's not a white? I don't know. It's guys. What is this script? <laughs> I, it sounds great so far. Uh, I don't even. Okay, so it's last time. I, I haven't even seen this. Wait, read this. Uh, so Butch says, I'm getting, this is Bubbles' uh, Butch girlfriend. Uh, there you go. All right, last time I saw you, you broke off our engagement and told me you'd pawn the ring for drugs. And Bubbles says, is that you? <laughs> this isn't even the worst of it, though. The first There's one about leaking news. It was like Blossom. I, I, I have that here. This is from they're, Bubbles. They're all lesbians now. And Blossom. Can, you go ahead. Yeah, Blossom's fine. I saw her on Insta. I saw on her Insta that she has a boyfriend. I saw on her LinkedIn that she got promoted. And I saw on Facebook that she still talks to grandpa despite their political differences. They have a grandfather? I don't. Buttercup then says coming back here is probably triggering for her. And then Bubble says, why? Because she's the one who killed Mojo. I mean, moveon.org. Mojo Jojo? She killed Mojo Jojo? <laughs> so, so that must be what Chemical X was. Sugar Spice, everything nice. And then Chemical X was they make weird like topical chemical x was just twitter like I, I, my 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 feeling is like i, I know you don't like diablo cody i, I really don't. i really like jennifer's body so i'm like i always want to just give her room to breathe <laughs> but if alone. this is in fact a script that she put to paper good lord i what is this? All the like, dialogue sounds exactly like that. That Watch is any movie where she writes the dialogue, it all sounds like that. But the, I, I promise but you. But the thing is, but the thing is, in Jennifer's body, it's like very campy. It's played for campy. It makes sense, yeah. right? And but this is like feels. I mean, we don't know the tone because we don't know how it was shot. But it feels like there were. It was not camp. It feels like mm. it was Riverdale, which is I, like almost. <laughs> camp. You know I, I mean? want to see like the Watchmen style murder scene where. Blossom takes a toilet lid and just beats Mojo Jojo to death with it. <laughs> and then goes yeah. into hiding for five years. The worst it's just, it's just so over the top. Blossom, or maybe it's Buttercup, I don't remember. One of them is getting a head from a girl they met at a bar, and they're very you're, unfused. You're lying to me. No, we read it. Oh, it's yeah. Getting head from a girl they met at a bar, and she's going, all right, well, six is probably enough, meaning she had six, like, unenthusiastic orgasms, and, like, now she's... This is this just makes me Good feel, like, God. weird. Yeah. Like, I, like I, these, these childhood, like... This is, like, uh, Tommy Pickles from Rugrats, sure. like... Lena Dunham doesn't have a writing credit on this show. You know what it's actually like? It's it's like those cartoon parodies of cartoons where they're like Caillou with grown up. 
and it's yeah. just like the word or like Arthur grown up. Dora grown up. Yes. Only fans and stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, right. Well, I just, I'm just not interested in seeing a CW show do what DeviantArt has been doing for 10 years. CW show. Ever. Period. So there we go. I'm a big fan of Smallville. I can't co-sign that. Well, Okay, I haven't watched Smallville, but yeah. that's the only one that I, I know. like. The agreement that we came to. Oh, okay. well, all <laughs> right. I guess I can. Well, well, that. They, they, that's enough goodwill. Smallville was about ten more years 50, of the CW. I think Smallville <laughs> was twenty years ago, though. So yeah, yeah, but I but I think Dan, the less said about um, Joker two, the better. Cool. You know what the subtitle just dropped? You know what the subtitle just dropped? Are you kidding it's, me? Uh, Joker two, Birth of a Nation. It's very strange. No, oh, oh, Stop okay. it! Great, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> great, 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 great. That was a jest. <laughs> uh, but we'll, okay. we'll take our first break and then come back with our popular pick for today, Spiral from the Book of Soul. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're back. Um, the, the popular pick for this week is Spiral, directed by Darren Lynn Bosman and co-written by Chris Rock, who also stars. The film also stars. He co-wrote this? Yes, he was one of the writers. Uh, he came. He was the concept guy, actually. The story is that mm-hmm. he was at like, a wedding, and he got like a wild idea for a Saw reboot, mm. and he went and pitched it. At the wedding? Uh, it, it, yes. Uh, That's yeah, concerning. Down the aisle, yeah, he made the call to Lionsgate, but... Um, <laughs> He's like, and 21 Savage is going to do the music yeah, for yeah. it. <laughs> I'm sure they were sitting on like five or six like scripts for a Saw reboot that were way better than this. But they're like, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, the comedians getting serious is like big now. And like, you know, right. this kind of this will sell the movie. So let's green light whatever the fuck this is. I doubt they read it. Um, but yeah, this is uh, an ACAB jigsaw copycat putting right. dirty cops and traps and it's not really related to Saw, but at the same time, it's totally a Saw movie, and it's pacing and set pieces, and they even use the music and the cinematography, uh, the fast speeding up with mm. people as they're adjusting and their traps and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would like to frame this um, as first a discussion of the original Saw, which which three of the four of us had not seen before. We can just kind of give like a 10-minute uh, you know, our thoughts on that, if we think mm-hmm. it's aged well, uh, how it affected us, what we were expecting, if it surpassed or didn't surpass our expectations. Um, what did you guys think of the original Saw, directed by James Wan? And written by Lee Winnell. Yeah, who also stars. Yeah. Co-stars. Zach, you go. I, uh, I liked it. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it when I went into it. I definitely just thought I was going to be disgusted and like just not want to ever think about it again uh and that wasn't the case uh i i actually i enjoyed it um i thought there were a lot of fun entertaining parts to it there were some parts that made me laugh uh Mm -hmm. i I, unfortunately i knew the twist going into it which is sad because it is a great twist um it is such a good twist i but i knew it but i i still was there for the premise um of these two characters that are just trapped together and um and then you know at the same time these two detectives who just get fucked around this whole movie just i mean <laughs> just <laughs> embarrassing yeah um danny glover, yeah. Figure it out. Danny glover uh, just a moment of silence for danny glover's character in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah no i liked it ultimately Wes? 
Yeah, I mean, Saw was one of those horror movies that I would always be like, oh, I don't, I don't think I'll be interested in that. And I'm a big, I mean, everybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm a big horror guy, but um, it's really good. It's really, really good. It's, uh, yeah, it feels really kind of grungy and low budget in a way that's mm. that feels really interesting. Uh, it actually, it feels like what Halloween is to slash movies, which is that mm. it's it's the things that have come out of it are actually much more gruesome than the original. Right. Yeah. Like there's very little replicators. The, the, it's the, the shooting style is so much that like, you don't ever, you rarely see gore, but yeah. like the visceral of knowing what's happening mm-hmm. is, is, is better than watching, which right. is something that we can talk about when we get to spiral. Cause you see everything in spiral. When, when uh, Carrie Elwes is cutting off his foot. Dude, I couldn't even watch. There's not they even an effect though. There's, there's like a half second shot of yeah. the, the fake uh, thing touching him. And it's yeah. just like a tube on the other side of uh, it's like a, a bleeding knife gag. Mm-hmm. That oh. they're kind of speeding up the footage to make it look like he's, he's cutting himself. Yeah. It was really very tame. Tough. But yeah. uh, no, I, th- I thought it was great. I thought the way they spliced the two plots together, I thought it was going to be confusing. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was very clear. And that last, those last five minutes are killer, oh man. God. Like I, I, when I, the music kicks in, I, I also, uh, I knew the the twist as well because of uh, Doug Walker mm-hmm. did a video making fun of Saw because you know that's what he does. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, even with that, even knowing that it was, I mean, spoiler, it was the guy who's been in the room the whole time. Uh, it's it's still great when he's like, you lose. And the and door's closed. They like to say that Jigsaw likes to have a front row seat to the trap so you can yeah. make sure they're being fair. And that's how he was in the room. It's it's genius. And also it has it, it plays by its own rules in a way that Spiral mm-hmm. does not. Spiral does not play oh, by Spiral its own rules. Spiral throws that shit out the window. The Jigsaw, yeah. Jigsaw has no code of conduct. He's just like killing innocent no, but people. even But even the internal ru- rules of the film work in saw which is why the ending works in spiral it's yeah. like it's like whatever i guess <laughs> like you're like you know i guess this guy didn't really care that much yeah. he, he had a puppet and everything but he didn't really care about taking innocent lives he is a, right. yeah um justin yeah yes um also obviously like danny said my first time seeing it my experience with saw had been that uh Growing up in the home I grew up in, it just was never going to be an option for me to watch that movie right. unless, unless I was watching it at like someone else's house. Um, but uh, I found out about the twist because of uh, Adam Johnston, actually, Your Movie Sucks, uh, when he did like a whole like three videos on like all the entire Saw mm-hmm. franchise. Um, and I thought like, what I mean, he was kind of... Johnston. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know either. I just looked it up. Um but uh yeah so that was where i found out about it but i yeah i enjoyed the movie it's definitely one that i re- i would rewatch um mm-hmm. and i agree that 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 climax those last 5 6 minutes where just everything hits the fan it's mm-hmm. like that's what you're kind of waiting for the whole movie i was also not uh, prepared for like i thought it was going to be a total bottle film like just all inside mm-hmm. that room oh, yeah. um and i was wondering how they were going to make that work i mean you know things like that have been made before mm-hmm. uh but going in i knew it was super low budget so i wasn't expecting you know too many other locations and actors and whatnot yeah. um so i was pleasantly surprised by that and i think that the uh that uh carrie elways and lee Winnell are very committed to this uh to this story mm-hmm. and um that's part of what makes it work because it's such an elevated thing i think it's okay being like silly Mm -hmm. at several points um and yeah i think just though the the, my my main feeling when it was over is that yeah this is maybe the only one of these that ever should have been made 
And yeah. maybe that's unfair because I haven't seen two through seven and or whatever. You know what? It, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have the reputation it has as being this like over the top stupid thing if they had just left it at like one or two. That's fair. You know? mm. Uh, yeah, because now when you recommend Saw, people will be like, oh, "I want to watch Saw," and it's like, you know, the first one's so good. <laughs> like some, of them, some of the follow-ups are pretty solid too. I wish they would have done something with Saw where they would. This sounds very pretentious, but if they were going to do sequels, have an auteur do each one, like sure. someone who has a yeah. vision mm. and, and completely re rejiggers the whole concept every well, time. The, the series kind of lends itself to that, right? Yeah, yeah. always different people and different traps, except yeah. for when you have like a few characters that are from the pre I I, right. I assume that uh Carrie Elwes pops back up at some point. His you guys work. Shit. You guys want to hear some shit? Did Do any of you know about this? It's I, the twist in Saw 3D. No. So listen, that. man. I, uh, Spoilers I, for Saw 3D. I would yeah. see these movies as they were coming out every year. Uh, the ads were always like, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Do you remember? Yes. Like, Saw movie would come out every October. Yes, I do. They were really pumping these out. Um, and they were advertising Saw 3D as the final one, the, the last Saw movie. Mm-hmm. And they got Carrie Elwes to come back. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm so excited. I, I went with a bunch of my friends in middle school to see it. It ended, and I was, like, heartbroken that mm-hmm. they made the choices they did. So it ends up. Um, Dr. Gordon, after escaping that room at the end of the first movie, he's Saw, alive. Saw 3D yeah. o- opens with Dr. Gordon crawling out and, and Jigsaw coming out and, and saving him and putting on a prosthetic leg and stuff. Uh, he <laughs> ends up being a Jigsaw apprentice. Apprentice. Behind yeah. the scenes for two, three, and four, setting up the traps, and they, mm-hmm. they never showed us. And it's the final twist. And one of the other Jigsaw apprentices that goes off the rails, uh, Dr. Gordon has to step in and uh, chain him up in the room that the first Saw movie takes place in. Mm-hmm. I was so pissed off. Well, I cannot even game Wait, Jigsaw is It doesn't make a... any sense. Jigsaw is running a summer camp? What? Why is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well, because the move, the, I think the movies, obviously, as the traps get more elaborate, this is one of the things I remember from uh, that your movie sucks thing, but like as the traps get more elaborate, uh, one of their in-universe ways of explaining how one man could accomplish this yeah. is that he can't, is that mm-hmm. he has helpers. Each, um, each movie reveals that there was another, like one of the detectives on the force who, who yeah. we thought was on this trail, only knew so much about him because they had been helping him the whole time. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, some of the, There's so many Jigsaw survivors that they make like a community, and they, they kind of have like a community where all, they all talk to each other and stuff. Like a but, Facebook but some of But some of them end up being apprentices too because they've been uh, radicalized by surviving his traps. And like, mm-hmm. it, it becomes really stupid, and I just don't like it. Um, yeah. but they ruined the Dr. Gordon character. They did. Like, yeah. His game is that he can either make the selfless decision, which is probably the one that he's not going to be punished for, which is to, uh, cut off a limb and escape the room and not kill a man, or right. he can choose to kill a man and escape the room. And by, by cutting off the limb, uh, you know, Jigsaw pretty much decides that this, you know, he had the will to survive and he was morally correct. And yeah. Uh, Gordon learns from that and becomes it, but I hate that. I I yeah. always hated it. I, I hated it when I was a kid, and I rewatched it recently over mm-hmm. the summer because a friend of mine had never seen these, so we marathoned all the movies. Yeah. And I didn't tell him, and he was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like yeah. as soon as like he realized what was happening, as soon yeah. as like he took off the pig mask and it's Carrie Elwes, I was like, "God, fuck yeah. you, yeah. fuck I, you." I think it's just more interesting if we assume he died, right? Like, well, because it ruins the first movie for you then. <laughs> For six movies, we just thought he's dead because it's it's such a it's such a cool or or he like he took his family out of whatever city it's in and was never yeah. heard from again. Sure, I mean, yeah, he that, escaped. That's he what escaped. I would do. <laughs> but, but my thing is like like old. I feel like an old man, but old school horror movies like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> 
had endings that were intentionally ambiguous. Yes. Or yeah, like Friday definitely. the 13th, where like the, end, the stinger would be ambiguous. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, maybe he died. And yeah. like maybe Jason's alive at the bottom. Maybe of the Jason's lake. alive. Yeah, maybe. Or like, I love the ending to the first Friday the Thirteenth. Maybe maybe night. Uh, Halloween has a historically amazing yeah, ending. Yeah. If that was the last Halloween movie, you know. Yeah, to your point, Wes, it's like a lot of the horror movie formula is to leave a hint of like imp- mm-hmm. of like a lingering threat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so it's, it's not over. And, right. Yeah. So whether that's because the monster is going to resurrect or because like. They move to a new house and like the you know you see a piece of clothing that the killer wore or something like that. Yeah, like there's yeah, always yeah. that to yeah exactly to leave it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah, like I think the horror of and maybe like after this we'll move on to spiral. But I think the real horror of the ending of Saw is like uh, that dude's really trapped yeah. in there. First of yeah, all, yeah. He, he, he told him I'll leave you in this room to rot. You got to yeah. He thro- he he throws. He winds up like separating himself from the gun so he can't even kill himself. Yeah. So he's literally trapped here in the darkness until he dies with a dead body next to him. Yeah. Like that's a really, and then you just, the, the his screams rolling over the credits, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's that's a genuinely effective, effective ending. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's a Spiral great, doesn't have anything like that. It's great. <laughs> also, the last thing I'll say is it's great screenwriting because it's like, yeah. it, it's a, it's a concept. You guys know this because you're in theater, but the concept, like you're damned from the beginning of the play, like yeah. scene mm-hmm. one, the answer to the play is in scene one. Yeah. The key is in the first shot of the movie, yeah. and it goes down mm-hmm. the train. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. like, well. Unfair. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I just love that the original Saw film is a puzzle. I, I mm-hmm. love the idea of a movie being a puzzle. And like as it goes on and, and the characters are solving it, they're literally like in an escape room. This is the yeah. first movie to do this, by the way. The, the fact that you're uncovering stuff at the same time as them, we wake up with them when they yeah. wake up in the room. That's when the movie starts, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" We're in the same place as them, as they're like taking the box out of the wall and, and looking for the hacksaws in, in the toilet tank and stuff. And as they go through the history of, of who this person is and, and what he's been doing to people, like, I love, I love the, the horror film as a puzzle uh, structure. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's brilliant. I think, and I don't use that very lightly. Saw is actually, I have um, a top 100, not to plug my leather box or anything. There's <laughs> <laughs> do that right now. But um, Saw is actually in my top 50. I fucking love mm. this movie. I think it's incredible. I truly do. Uh, cool. But yeah, that's 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 my take. So, so. Spiral is um, quite the inferior film, isn't it? <laughs> to say Spiral the least. Is so we do initial impressions before, uh, or anything. before yeah. popping spoilers out. Yeah, I well, so I saw Spiral twice uh, because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, no, I, I, I saw Spiral once before I saw Saw, and then I saw it after. It's, you saw Saw? Yeah, I did. You saw I, Saw too. I saw Saw. <laughs> I saw Saw too. I saw too. Saw. I saw Saw too before I saw Saw four. All right, we're gonna cut that. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> uh, no, so I saw I saw Spiral twice, and the first time I saw it, I was like really repulsed by it. Like I was like, this is like. What what like a tasteless movie to make about police brutality. police brutality at this moment? Like I know it was probably shot pre-pandemic, but I think once yeah. studios realized, unless they were just trying to get rid of it, like just throw it off the. I don't know. Honestly. I don't it's know because it, it made five dollars. So like I don't yeah. know what they were planning on doing <laughs> with it. But like I can't believe it's the lowest grossing Saw film. That's crazy. To me. And it has big stars in it. Like okay, so so it has the guy from the Social Network who is just. So much. Um, I'm actually gonna Max Mangella. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. he's who's just doing his absolute damnedest with right. this paper thing. 
and is like the best actor in the movie. Uh, I'm not counting Sam Jackson because Sam Jackson has a glorified cameo in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he, he's in collectively yeah. maybe six scenes. He he just he was like he answered the phone. They were like, "Would you like to be in?" So-? And yes. before they answered, he yeah. said yes. I'll be in anything. <laughs> um, but so Max Mandela is great in the film. Um, Chris Rock is. Uh, I don't. We'll talk about Chris Rock. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. Yeah. And this is speaking from like a fan of Chris Rock's stand up. Like I don't know. I love his shit from the 90s. I love it. But yeah, like the one at the Apollo where he's he, in the leather suit. He was like, so he was like my hero as a, yeah. as a teenager, but I just don't know what he's doing here. And the in the plot and the mechanisms of it, the flashbacks, it tries mm. to do the flashback within flashback yeah. from the first movie and yeah. it just doesn't work. Um, the only thing I can say technically that I really dig about it is I think the torture scenes are filmed really great. And there's this great long shot where Max Mangella and Chris Rock are walking to the crime scene. Yeah. And it's a one unbroken shot and the it's camera great, spins yeah. around them. That's mm-hmm. also where he's doing the stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. So, so, so it's not a good movie, but we'll, we'll talk about why. Mm. Um, I, I'm glad that you brought up the traps because I, I will say one thing, and this is like to the film's credit, kind of, uh, <laughs> people are saying like, um, it, it acknowledges police corruption and stuff. It doesn't really do a lot with it. And I was thinking about this on the way here, and it's like, what could the Saw movie do with the central theme being police corruption? Well, Jigsaw, or in this case, the Jigsaw Apprentice, could be putting cops in traps that are relevant to what they've been doing. So the, mm-hmm. the one cop has to remove his pointer fingers so that he can't pull the trigger on innocent people anymore. Mm-hmm. The one cop has to remove his tongue so that he can't lie on the stand anymore. And it's like, you know what? That's that's pretty solid. The thought went into yeah, these traps, and I can appreciate that. The, the the traps are relevant to the crimes that everyday corrupt cops are committing, and, and I do enjoy that. It's it's the movie surrounding that, and the pacing, and, and like just some of the like weird choices, like weird the choices. facial hair and shit. Like the face, oh where God. he where, where Sam Jackson plays Steve Harvey. Like, yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> weird, like like they're trying to do like nineties like facial. I, I just um I don't know. Some of the decisions are fucking baffling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The fact that this is parading itself as a Saw film, and yet it doesn't include any of the characters from the prior movie. I know that that doesn't really matter to most people, but I was expecting some kind of some kind of connection. Yeah. It would they be just show it. John Kramer. They show his... Uh, his headshot. Uh, yeah, his headshot, <laughs> pretty much, with like model lighting and stuff. It, it, would, <laughs> it would be like if someone made a Friday the 13th spinoff about mm. Jason's friend at camp. Yeah. Also died. Yeah. And he's now also and drowned, and he he did another thing at another camp in uh New York. Yeah. Crystal Crystal Bake. But but, but this is even worse because Saw is such a specific like structure and like specific like like set pieces and, and and way of going about it. They even use the editing where like they they wake up in the trap and and it speeds up the footage to show them like trying to get out of it at first. You know. Yeah. Like, all the decorum, all the decorum of the Saw film is in here, and yet it's like not really a Saw movie. Mm. It's just frustrating to me. Like I walked out confused and frustrated. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's my take. I uh, for for my um, initial thoughts, uh, having seen this, actually, I went to watch this before I saw Saw nice. because um, mm. I, I guess I I just automatically assumed that this one would, would not be great. And that I would yeah. use the original as like a palate cleanser, which is pretty much what wound up happening. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it just, it feels cheap. Is really it like does. the whole film feels cheaply made. Um, and sometimes, you know, I actually have like a guilty pleasure of going to watch movies that are like glorified TV films. Mm-hmm. But this really felt like that. I mean, um, and and Chris Rock, man, just 
just using this as a vehicle to like you know to shop his like his stand-up concepts you know talking about like how your wife is going to cheat on you and what pilates is code for and all this different stuff and i'm like dude not in this movie like (laughs) it's just there's something that's Obviously, comedians are going to riff in a film, uh, or comedic mm-hmm. actors will do that. And sometimes you get magic like from that. Top, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And he's and not just going to have this man. stuff. There's no one yeah. on the floor, so I can trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, Am I a Jamaican nanny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just can't take him very seriously His in this. Forrest Gump stand up. Holy shit, dude. That is 25 years too late. Yeah, Who's yeah, doing exactly. Forrest Gump? comedy yeah. jenny was a whore yeah okay yeah, yeah I mean, that's how the movie opens it's it's, it's strange uh the movie is clearly also like trying to be training day a little bit mm-hmm. in points trying um, to be seven. oh it's trying, trying to, to be seven i was gonna say yeah. yeah and trying to be saw yeah it's 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 a weird medley of things uh i didn't enjoy it very much i thought the traps were cool but like mm-hmm. you said dan and like i'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about um you know it is it's an ambitious and very sure, risky move that, yeah. to try to make it like about police brutality. Yeah. And I think, like uh-huh. you said, conceptually that could work, especially with the the revelation in this film that the, you know, spoiler alert, but the, the uh, Chris Rock's partner in the film is this new mm-hmm. jigsaw killer. Yeah. And the reason that he's doing what he does is because a corrupt cop murdered his father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also then Chris Rock's father implemented some sort of like, I don't know, program to like that, like caused police to uh, be more criminalized, I suppose. So he's trying to (laughs) clean up the precinct. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, I think when in an era that is so ACAB, like you said, Dan, and and is so like um, uh, really abolitionist would work to the film's benefit. Yeah. But, but like, you can't, you can't, you can't then have your, they're they're clearly trying to set up Max Minella's character who survives the film to be like, the killmonger you know wow. to be the moralistic bad guy mm. but you can't then also have him be like police policing is fine we just have to mm. kill these yeah. few officers yeah that's the major issue but also uh, what i'll say uh, the second time i watched it which i enjoyed it significantly more the second time probably because i just knew you knew what like, it whatever was. i know what it is but the the sinister idea at this movie that really takes the whole thing apart is is the race thing like yeah. all the all the major cops we see are black or latinx mm-hmm. and then max Minghella, he is he is ambiguous white. uh Wait, but he isn't he latino no he's white really he okay. is white he is white italian his maternal grandmother was of three quarters han chinese descent okay. but yeah he he is Can't white yeah. okay. he, he's white uh and you know, not that white people don't get killed by the cops, but it's it's weird that the, that the sim that the people that represent the police are primarily black people, mm. at least mm. the major talking roles, and then the person that is against the police is a white guy. It's very strange. It's a weird yeah. choice. But uh, that's kind of a thing the, that the traps are half and half. The traps are two, two white, white guys, guys and two, two black guys, yeah, and, then, and then the Latinx uh, police captain. I do, I do like the trap with Samuel L. Jackson. I thought it was oh, that's the, brilliant. The fact that yeah. they have to shoot him because Jigsaw rigged it so that he would like raise something that looks like a gun. Terrible. That was pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's part of the and Zach. I know you know uh, for our listeners, Zach didn't get to see oh, yeah. the movie. He read the plot summary. I'm here for the I ride. Do... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> After I, I do want to hear uh, some of the things you thought while just reading it because i'm sure reading the the, oh, the well, plot was just as fun but um i, I think part of the and this is like 
you know, every now and then I have like flashes of like, you know, uh, abolitionism. But I think part of the Hollywood propaganda machine is to cast black people as cops relatively yeah. frequently mm-hmm. because yeah. um, the idea then becomes, well, you know, we're clearly not oppressing black people at, at a disproportionate rate because we're allowing them to enter our ranks type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of casually joking with Wes the other day uh, because I watched The Woman in the Window, which is how is that? <laughs> Which is insignificant, but Brian Tyree Henry is in that movie playing a detective, and it's not the first He's time that I've seen him playing a child's cop. play remake too. Yes, he is. Um, he was a he was like a cop or a or a security guard on a Broadway play that I saw him in, and maybe oh, Lobby Hero, be, Lobby Great Hero, play. yeah, Great yeah, play. with Chris Evans, who's Chris Evans, a, a, yeah, a cop. Great play that's actually about just is, is actually about how terrible cops are though. Like yes. that play is actually trying to be critical. Of right. Cops. Chris Evans grew a mustache for that particular yeah, reason. Good yeah. um, a Benson but, Fist Weiss. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, so I think that this movie is definitely complicit in that uh, as well. But I um, agree. yeah. But Zach, what did you, did you have any questions for us after reading the plot summary or? I did. Well, you know, okay. So it's wild to read plot summaries of Saw movies because you have Mm -hmm. to imagine these traps that they're describing. Um, And I, Wes kind of answered the question, but I was just wondering how it handles like the, the gore of these traps, because of course, like the first one I expected. Traps have the best cinematography in the movie. They're brutal. The the, the traps are are the cinematography, like highlight, like the the blue light and the subway and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they all look awesome. They look really good. Yeah, I, I is it, the movie flat comparatively. Which is is it right? So is it like because there's I don't know which movie it is, but there's one Saw movie where I, I was disgusted, and this is why I never wanted to watch anything related to Saw. But it was it's like this What's guy is it's his guy. This guy's in a car. His back is like glued. That's Saw 3D, dude. That's all the members of Lincoln Park. That's as, that's actually the one who killed himself, Chester. Uh, yes, Bennington. Chester Bennington. Oh. Yeah, Chester Bennington is the main guy in that trap. It's every member of Lincoln Park, and and um, that's so he's funny. like. He's like super glued to a chair in a car and needs to like pull a lever or else the, the car is going to fall on like the lady from Lincoln Park. And it's going to put the arms off another guy from Lincoln Park. And Saw yeah. 3D is the most over the top one. If you okay. It, that's the one that has the twist of Dr. Gordon. Yeah, right, right. So I was wondering if. Yeah, if I was wondering then when it comes to the cinematography and just the way that like the disgust level, I was just wondering how they handled that. Cause you said they're, mm. f- you know, shot beautifully, but what it felt like, you know, to watch that. They're pretty brutal. I mean, I, I, I would say they're pretty brutal. I mean, I think I, there's, 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 I think the most visceral one is the fingers getting yanked off. Mm-hmm. Like there's one where he has to pull his fingers off. So that he can't pull the trigger or, on or, or he'll get uh, electrocuted. There, but also like there's one where, uh, uh, this woman gets the police chief gets just burning wax put on her yeah, face, yeah. and then Chris Walk Rock peels that. it off of her face and yeah. it takes her skin off. Uh, Very, yeah. I, I mean, I think, um, I'll say this I don't like when no one survives in Saw movies, like, I think that mm-hmm. defeats the point. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. the point of Saw is, is to reform people so that they'll stop being like junkies and like murderers and thieves and shit. Mm-hmm. And in this case, like, it, it seems like Jigsaw had a, had a a purpose. He wanted to reform these cops, but none of them fucking live. They all die. And it's, right? Oh well, okay. Chris Rock, Chris Rock survives, but it's like that's kind of in like he puts a him in like a joke trap. Yeah. Well, that's in, that's in like a like a like a gray area because, mm. because he did that to him so that uh so that he could I, partner I with him so he could partner with him. 
he either partner with them or, or he wakes jail. up yeah. like like uh, Doctor Gordon does in the first movie. Yeah. But then there's a key so that he can unlock himself. I mean, mm-hmm. I think to your point, Dan, what the movie uh, to borrow a, a phrase from uh, Wes, what this movie doesn't have the range for is showing you that um, William Shanker Emerson, the the partner, showing you that his actions don't line up with what he professes to be doing. Right, mm-hmm. that he is actually inherently a vindictive person who just wants to kill mm-hmm. cops mm-hmm. because of what happened to him, but he's couching it as a moralistic, it's you all... know, virtue journey, right? So, like, that would be really. He doesn't interesting. give a shit about human life. He murders right. people in this movie, regardless. Yeah, right. and he's so I mean, my th- I, I think to the extent that a Saw movie should make you cringe or kind of like at the traps, this movie succeeds in that. For me, the one that I remember is that first one with the tongue. Because yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do it. Did y'all? Did yeah. y'all like track which traps you think you'd be able to survive? None like, of them. I would be done. <laughs> I might be able to do the finger one. The finger one. I was thinking maybe, but but he dies anyway. But like, I mean, obviously that's gonna hurt. But the tongue one, I was like, I don't even think you could survive if it's because it's <sighs> like it's not a blade. It's just a blunt thing that's holding. So it's it's yanking that, it that'll out of teach you to lie on the fucking stand though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'll teach you. What's, that's a slap on the wrist. What's wild about the, the movie too, is the ambiguous relationship between the police chief and Sam Jackson, who's the former police mm-hmm. chief. It's like, it is, what's going on here? Like, it is first, unclear. It's, the, for, it's that he knows there's corruption, but he's complicit, right? No, it's that they're probably smashing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I thought you meant like with, with the, with Oh no, no. I, I, I got that. The, there was something issue with, issue with the police department. But it's like it's like every time they're together, it's like she's Chris Rock's mom, but Chris I Rock is the same age as her. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. And they, just put, and they do the thing where they just put bad wigs on the actors to yeah. show that time is. And then they I do. This, think they, did they do that with her? They did. They gave her bangs. The they gave her bangs. Gave her bangs. Bangs is the it one. Was very, it's. Uh, it. But it's 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 such a strange movie. I'll say it again. I think Max Mandela is really great in it. I think he's really natural mm-hmm. in a way that no one else is natural in the movie. Like he's delivering these terrible lines. Like he's just mm-hmm. like taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. And when and when the spit and when the it you know what the issue is he's such a good actor it almost makes the twist not a twist because yeah. you're like no way he's gone, no way yeah, yeah, no yeah. way he's gone at the midpoint. And also, oh my God, the reveal in the original Saw movie is like so incredible. And then the reveal yeah. here is he just he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's me. Like, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, dude, it's me. And like, I'm not even, uh, you know, um, uh, obviously, like I've said, I'm not like a diehard Saw franchise fan. I haven't seen all the movies, but even I know that like they customarily end with the killer saying game over. Right. Or and the apprentice. And, yeah. yeah. And but then that only works the- when your twist is actually mind blowing and then you end it very suddenly. It doesn't yeah. work when the twist is like. Oh, that's what was okay. Oh, and now it's done. If it was yeah. Chris Rock, if we found out we were following the killer the whole time, okay. yeah, I don't think we would have done that. But yeah, yeah. I actually thought that that's what it was going to be. That it's would be cool. just a. It's like a. It's like just a loud and underwhelming finale. For yeah. me. There's just so much happening. Yeah. Wait. What did you guys think of the fact that Sam Jackson dies anyway, even after you think that he's going to make it out? Like, what did you think of that last moment? I guess it's like I what Daniel was, was or the apprentice. Was, was, you can just call him Jigsaw. Can we even say it? Just call him yeah, Jigsaw. Jigsaw was trying to say something about um, uh, like like the police like knowing that they're making the like 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 wrong choice, but like they have to because of procedure, right? Like, was that the final mm. statement that he was making with that trap? No, I think he was saying like, I think he was putting Sam Jackson in the position that he's putting Chris Rock he in the position. Others, he was, no, he's putting Chris Rock in the position that he was in 
when he watched his father get shot. Oh, okay. So, so that see, they could partner up. So I assume yeah, that they're yeah. going to make a sequel. And then he does the same shush. And he does the yeah, shush, yeah. which was great. Like that last shot is great. And then oh, 21 yeah, Savage did, comes in and you're like, that. wow, 21 Savage did music for this? That's great. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I, I think I think there is there is a spine of this that could have been an interesting idea. Mm. Uh, I'm not obviously I think horror is the best genre to address social issues because mm. you can give people candy and they don't realize that they're getting, There's as medicine. my film professor says, cocaine. You give oh, them candy, that. they're actually yeah. getting cocaine. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got to follow through with the critique. If you're going to make a critique, do the full critique. Mm. You know, don't say some of them are good. But that was you know my I mean? thing. Like, what what else could they have even done? Because, like, for a Saw movie, I feel like this is what they could have done with the concept. And I don't know what else there really is to yeah. do other than to have the traps be, be significant to the how he wants to perform and stuff, you know? Like, like I, I was thinking about, like, what else could the movie really have? Because I agree, it seems, like, kind of half-baked, but it's like, what else could... They did everything, I feel like, they're, the I, just I think so just I don't guess. make the movie right i think i i think uh i think it's there are some things that are beyond the capabilities of certain franchises mm. not yeah. genres but franchises and i think that maybe it's like, like a team tried to tackle uh pro-life and, and yeah or like, you know what i mean wild yeah. jason <laughs> but it, very uh, pro-choice yeah but i mean it's like given that saw has always been for better and maybe sometimes worse a sort of campy like over the top uh gore franchise to try to couch this inside of it is was probably just doomed to fail from the beginning you i, I know? do want to say one thing um yeah this this might sound ridiculous but i think saw has actually tackled uh social issues before and it's done mm. it better sauce in saw six um we find out that there was a uh a um, healthcare provider who was a good oh, yes. friend of John Kramer while he was alive, and he denied him coverage to go and get experimental treatment on his cancer that would have gotten rid of the cancer. It had a 70% success rate, and the, the guy turns him down. And, and, mm-hmm. and John Kramer, it's in a flashback, and he says, uh, now I realize it's, it's um, not the doctors, it, it's the fucking insurance companies. So he's, he's mm-hmm. going after, uh, one of the apprentices later on is going after the insurance uh, companies and one, one of their practices is that um they have to just approve like younger people they don't approve like older people even if they have kids and stuff so one of the traps he is to choose between um uh, like a younger guy who's a loner and doesn't have anyone to take care oh, of yes. or this old woman who has like a bunch of kids yeah uh one of the most famous trap from the film it has my favorite traps in the series but the most famous trap in the film is the carousel where he has to choose of the six people who he thinks is most deserving of life and kill the other four. So, so mm. one of the, one of the uh, subjects is saying, "I have um, a baby on the way," like et cetera, et cetera. They're all trying to think of things that their boss would deem is is more you know uh, viable to to save them. Yeah. You know, and he and he is to, he is to kill four and save two. And it's all these moral dilemmas that he's given that reminds you of of like how powerful a saw movie can actually be. How mm-hmm. good this structure is for moral dilemmas and yeah. these for philosophical questions yeah, yeah and, like, and yeah. It, it tackles the the healthcare um crisis that was like and actually the proceeds of it um went to they did this whole marketing thing i can't uh, remember it from memory but like a lot of the proceeds went to like um alternate healthcare provider solutions wow. and stuff. 
But but that's a Saw movie that tackled a social issue in a way that Saw actually is capable of doing okay. and is actually my second favorite movie in the series and I think a pretty good movie in its own right. So, But I also think Saw, along with what you're saying, um, is like a lot of the traps are just the train philosophical question. You know, in The Good Place, they're like you can either not touch the train and it hits someone and kills one person right or or you can turn it and it kills another person you like oh, you, yeah. you kind of have the philosophical question of do you want to be active in the death of someone or passive in the death of someone mm-hmm. and that's like a brilliant way to to create like that's a, that's an idea that you can get a lot of juice out of yeah yeah um, and i think you can you can pump out a bunch of movies just off of that question like do you want to be an active participant in the death of someone or do you want to be a passive participant um because we do it all the time and we don't even think about it you know what i mean but trying to bring in the social dimension of our police a worthy institution to be in uh policing american citizens and like what is the purpose of them it's probably a little bit above the punching level of a saw movie you know what i mean that's that's like that's like a very deep question that like you that's like a Rod Serling question. Whereas you know what I mean? Healthcare <laughs> providers alternatively let people die all the time. All the time. And that's something that yeah. Jigsaw can make you confront. Yes. And in a direct and which way. has that's been that tone kind of works. You're right, Dan, and that's actually been part and parcel of the series from the beginning because uh, Jigsaw himself is fatally uh, yes. diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. right. um, and so he's kind of like this is his lesson to the world on his way out. But I, I, I want to ask you, Dan, would you, if given the opportunity? And the money? Would you? This is a this is an either or question. Would I do? Uh, a would saw you want to make a saw movie, or do you think that the series should just lie where it is? Um, the the route that they seem to be taking is that uh, they're doing just like alternate like spinoffs. I, I know, because because Jigsaw, the, the reboot prior to this one from twenty eighteen, was was a saw movie that actually did bring in legacy characters and stuff, but they were trying to kind of do like a fresh start. And I know that Lionsgate was choosing between a bunch of scripts for like another reboot and they went with the Chris Rock shit. Mm-hmm. So I so I know that they are going to continue and try and make this almost like maybe an anthology thing. Yeah. Mm. That would maybe be correct, even though as someone who like grew up watching these and who enjoys the characters and stuff, oh, I, like I do want to know what happened to certain people and I do want to see yeah. so like a con- so like a conjuring thing where they have the conjuring main universe. Yeah. And then, and then spin-offs. Well, that's what that's what Spiral pretty much is. It's like a Star Wars story, you know, literally says yeah. from the book it's of like, Saw. It's like know? Annabelle. It's like yeah. the way Annabelle is, yeah. is, a, yeah, yeah, is yeah. a branch off. Yeah. Um, but if I were to do a Saw movie, I don't know. Look, I don't, I don't even know what the right route would be at this point, you know, because they've mm. already done prequels and sequels and now spinoffs and stuff. It's like, what would you even do? You might just have to. Well, you know, it m- might work though. You might it might be a good miniseries. Like if, I know we're sure. always talking about. Like sure. I think if you can rebuild the mystery around it, and, and... but w- would each episode be there trying to figure out who put them there? Because because then each episode would just be a saw remake. You could do that. <laughs> you could do a season long procedural long thing. I do think the reason that there are so many installments, you know, of course, money is a factor, but like it, it was a pretty brilliant idea. Like. Yeah, Saw conceptually was pretty brilliant. Yeah, so, so yeah. that's why there's so much of it. Uh, I do think you could still retool it and and do it in a way that is creative and and uh, exciting again. I just don't know what that. I just don't know mm. what that is at right. this point. Good answer. Yeah. I agree. Good answer. Well then, so, yeah, that's spiral, everybody. Yeah, those are, uh, are we going to give our ratings? Oh yeah, God, forgot about that. Um, I'll give it one and a half severed tongues out of six. 
Okay. I'll give it a five Samuel Jackson post-it note goatees out of uh, 13. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it three um, shoddily removed fingers. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> out of seven. <laughs> and Zach, do you have a rating? What would you give the Wikipedia article, Zach? <laughs> well, okay, well, this is fair. You the can't Wik- do this. I should abstain, it. but no, I'm going to say the Wikipedia article on Spiral from the Book of Saw will get two Samuel Jackson cameos out of ten. That'll be our thoughts on Spiral. And now we'll move on to my personal pick for the week, Ryan Johnson's Brick. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks. Uh, We are talking about Brick from 2005, directed by Ryan Johnson, his freshman feature um it stars joseph gordon levitt mm. megan good mm-hmm. oh my uh, gosh no. <laughs> features is relevant here considering they're all fucking babies in high school they yeah. are they look really yeah. babies um and a few other people that uh, lucas haas uh was a surprising oh, yeah. face to see in this movie um and then some other folks that i think only did this which is not a bad thing um but yeah brick is sort of like a neo-noir mystery crime drama yeah. uh, takes that's set in a in a high school in a, in a california suburb it follows uh this character named brendan fry joseph gordon levitt um mm. as a you know pseudo hard-boiled independent private eye uh who's investigating the death of his former love interest mm. um under mysterious circumstances and it kind of goes into the criminal element of this high school in a similar way to Sella in the spades which was our last episode yeah um and uh yeah and then hijinks ensue first actually the letterbox reviews Wes, yeah. if you have those up i do um, i have them up. so i have three uh from letterbox.com um the first one is from brat it's a four-star review and it says okay but how did joseph gordon levitt get three three Hot girlfriends with that middle school haircut and those ring rimless knockoff Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> Actually, great question. Uh, another one is from uh, Demi with just a heart, just a like, and it says "sweet beans and crackers." What a hot <laughs> little talkie! Because yeah. they talk like that yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and this one is a five star review from Ethan, and it says, "In true noir fashion, I had no idea what was happening after fifteen minutes." I'm right there with. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do, what do we all think about this movie, Dan and Wes? I think you've both seen it before. This is yeah. absolutely my first. My professor uh, turned me on to this. Actually, we, we mm-hmm. watched this in my aesthetic of a directing class, oh, and in nice. a few of the scenes, he would like stop and mix analyze and stuff, which was like annoying. But um, no, I mean stylistically, uh, this kind of announced uh, Ryan Johnson as like a guy who could do things differently, who saw mm-hmm. things differently, who's who saw really like the cinematography um, uh, opportunities in, in mm. scenes that like the rest of us maybe wouldn't see. Like mm. um, when white tank top guy like assaults Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the in the basement after he finds those drugs and the, and the mirrors spinning and catching the light so that while he has him up against the wall, the light is flashing over his mm-hmm. face really quickly. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, and also like the, the editing choices like um, – like he gets knocked out at one point and, mm. and they use the footage from seconds before and kind of just like do weird stuff with it to, to convey that he's uh like Confused. like what you would see when you're like on on the ground and you're yeah. like about to pass out and stuff. 
Uh, I think stylistically it is pretty unique. I love the dialogue. Even it's very goofy. The running joke is that like right. these high schoolers are talking like post-war uh, noir <laughs> protagonists, like Dashiell Hammett characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, Billy Wilder's. Um, uh, did he do Kiss Me Deadly, or am I thinking of someone else? I think you might have. I'm not sure. Like the Kiss Me Deadly uh, main protagonist and stuff. Just like the way people talk is really funny, and it, mm-hmm. and it never lets off. It never lets up. I mean, it's always funny. I was laughing the whole way. Just these like sophomores in high school talking like 40s uh femi fatales and stuff like, yeah cool. <laughs> yeah but that's yeah. my take uh it's a cool movie it's cool mm-hmm. rick is yeah. cool zach uh how was this probably your first major role right yeah yes yeah. it was I, uh, I had a great time doing it uh I, I i you know a lot of great actors really great experience uh great working with that dialogue no but in all seriousness uh i i like this movie um, I, I also, I had no idea what this was going into it. So when I heard the words coming out of these characters' mouths, <laughs> I almost thought that I was watching like the wrong version. I was like, wait, this isn't the movie I'm supposed to be watching. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I was, I was like, this is not correct. It's dubbed. It's a bootleg version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but once I understood what was going on, this noir, mm-hmm. like, you know, noir, uh, style, I really liked it. Um, there's this one scene that this just came out as a highlight, but that one scene where it's like a break from this um, and into like real reality where like the mom, uh, Lucas Haas mom, is, was that his name? Yeah. Yes. Haas. Yeah. Haas. His mom comes in and uh, you know, they're sitting at the dining table. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Is he, is he the goth uh, disabled the, man? The pin. The yeah. pin. Yes. And, and uh, you know, his mom comes in and is offering like apple juice or something. I thought that was, just a great little like break from uh from that dialogue. It was it was a nice little moment. But I yeah. I like this movie. Um I think Joseph Gordon Levitt's great. I think the commitment to this style and this dialogue is really great. I expected more breaks from it. I expected more scenes where all of a sudden characters would be like, by the way, do you have the homework? But I'm almost I'm glad they didn't. I thought it was nice mm-hmm. how much like they committed to this uh to this world. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it was mm-hmm. cool. It was I, I enjoyed it. Do you guys know what this movie reminds me of? Yeah, I just thought of this as Zach, you were talking. Um, remember that show Fillmore on Toon Disney where it was like private eyes, but they were in middle school. It was the bald black guy. It's it's the meme that we, we get now where he's like, uh, it's, it's he's like leaving her garage and he's like, by the way, baby, the chicken was dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Fillmore, yeah. That was a very similar, uh, it was like a show about a private eye, but they're really hall monitors, whatever, whatever. But it's like a similar, it's like a similar vibe to this. Um, I remember sneaking this movie when I was in high, like not even high school. I was probably middle school. I like, try like watching this movie secretly on my laptop mm-hmm. or my mom's laptop because um, rated R. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember thinking it was like I remember thinking it was like a fun movie, and I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt a lot. He's a patron saint of this podcast. Yes, um, but. I don't know. I, 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 if nothing else, like I appreciate that Ryan Johnson really is committed to genre in a way that a lot of people are not. Like he's really committed to taking a genre and all the structural stuff that comes with that genre and like committing to it. Like mm-hmm. Knives Out is a whodunit, and he yeah. committed to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, as he's as he's upsetting it at the same. Yeah, time. as he's yeah. upsetting it inside. You know, uh, Looper is like a crime time travel movie, um, and he's committing to time travel. Didn't like, know like, he directed that. He did. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is his guy. I think he's been in all his movies, even in like cameos. Like yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays like a stormtrooper in Last Jedi. It's very strange. Yeah. Does he really? Uh, he yeah. Does, yeah. 
A bunch of people uh, do. Daniel Craig is in there. Yeah, I knew that. Most <laughs> people do. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy is the one that, uh, in the first one, that Daisy Ridley does the mind trick. Yeah. Oh, wait. Most I thought that was Daniel Craig. Across, uh, come across that's... on the street were actually cameoing as stormtroopers. In that. <laughs> well, we're, we're all extras in Dune, so, you know. It's, that's true. Uh, no, but I, I think this is fun. Like, this is, I don't know what's going on in the movie. Uh, <laughs> not, a, not a thing. Not a um, plot point. But I like. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I like the guy who plays Gary Giggles in Spy Kids. He's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend in this. Great. Really great. Someone cast Gary Giggles, please. He's great. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I think I, I think the shots. I agree with Dan are really great in here. I think the cinematography for such a low budget movie. He's imaginative. Yeah, he's he's got a good brain on him. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I wish he wasn't getting bullied online. That would be mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I am, uh, I'm glad to know that I was not the only one who was a bit confused about the proceedings of this Justin, film. Had, had you seen this? No, it was my first time. And that was, that was, <laughs> you didn't know if you would like it or not. <laughs> no, it, it was, I'm well, I, it, I, yeah, I watched it to bring on the show where I, I had started yep. watching it, but that was part of my, I was like, this time, maybe I'll pick something that I haven't already mm, seen right. just to shake the table a bit. Nice. And uh, okay. yeah, it, it was, it was a bit of a gamble. Yeah, really I mostly yeah. liked it. Um, but as I've shared with y'all, some of my movie watching habits are really horrendous uh, just in okay. terms of like staying attentive to the film. Right, right. And so like with a movie like this, that is fatal because How there's a bunch of small stuff that's so, happening. Like yeah. So, yeah. And there's a bunch of small stuff that's happening and then like by the end there's a revelation uh, like of the who done it and I'm like, "Oh, I, maybe I maybe I would have caught on to this <laughs> if I hadn't been looking at Instagram." Cuz I follow the movie. Five five minutes. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, uh yeah, I think the imagination is something that um where we all noticed in this movie. Hmm. Uh I was actually reminded of like Memories of Murder at some point. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Uh it's it's de it feels very like uh, it feels like he watched a lot of Korean crime dramas before he made this, sure. especially just with that that like uh, silo area that that they find the body in, Great. which is like also Great a, moment. a set in Memories of Murder. But there, there's also like really cool transitions, like the trash bag coming out of that tunnel, um, yeah. terrifying, and leading into another. What scene. a jump scare! Yeah, um, so really cool stuff. You can see the seedlings of, of Johnson's style here. Yeah. Uh, and, and then like you watch something like Knives Out and you're like, okay, I get it. Even even yeah, in yeah. The Last Jedi, which obviously has to conform to a franchise, but he's still trying to put his, his flavor on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all, all, of, all of his movies are like, I'm sorry, Dan, but all of his movies are like weirdly enough mysteries. Like yeah. you don't yeah, really yeah. think about it, but they like the most obvious. They're all movie. Rashomon. Is, yeah, they're all they're all versions of Rashomon. Like this is this and Knives Out are the most uh, noticeable. But Looper is a is a mystery because yeah. uh, you have to find out what is exactly happening with the time travel aspect mm -hmm. of it. What's going on? Uh, Let me say one. Last thing. Jedi is. Let me say know? one thing. You guys know he directed the Ozymandias episode of Breaking Bad. I heard about that. Yes, he did. No, really? Oh never, shit! Never. Is that he did? Okay, all right. Well, never mind. Well, this is just me and Justin. <laughs> remember when um, he is calling uh, Skyler at the end of the episode and he's saying, uh, you, you bitch, you always mm -hmm. try to get involved. And like he's saying all the shit that he normally wouldn't, but the, he's saying it so that the cops, the cops can think that he had her manipulated the whole way. That is kind of like a mystery, like mm -hmm. uh, like 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 a screwdriver. Or mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, mm -hmm. I mean, he's... Right Go ahead, Dwes. No, I was just saying even Last Jedi is a, is a mystery. I mean, like it's it, you're figuring out the heart of that movie is you're trying to figure out why Luke and Kylo Ren yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't 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 yeah. bang it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think it's yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, I uh 
I guess we can kind of go through moments. And uh, I think that uh, one of the most interesting things about this movie is its tone, which is another thing that yeah. I think is is distinctly Ryan Johnson, you know, mm. comparing it to like, it, it is, it does feel heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, there's some stuff that's straight up funny, like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt just getting annihilated for the whole fight. No, he, no, he wins every fight. He beats the crack out of the football player. Okay, yeah. And he's launching his whole body at him, his whole yeah. aura. <laughs> yeah. But Tug um obliterates him. The, oh, yeah. Who's that that's yeah. the the white tank top dude. Um I don't want to fight. And I I guess that is another like noirish trope of like the detective who can take a bunch of punches even yeah, if yeah. he can't necessarily and it, dish them back. It takes That's its toll important. on him, though. Yeah, he has the Chinatown uh, uh-huh. thing on his nose. That's, that's another one. About, yeah. Oh well, like the like the bandage. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. yeah. Um. Really, I mean, listen. I don't. I don't necessarily mean to divert this into talking about one actor, but I will. Megan Good. Uh, crazy wow. to see her in this movie, but she plays a really interesting role in this. One of Brendan's ex girlfriends, who's like a theater nerd or something and she's doing the really good. The, the funniest yeah. thing about her character is they keep doing a different play every week like every time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a different costume yeah. yeah um but yeah it was great to see her in this mm-hmm. um always cool to see like actors that you're familiar with in one way kind of like pop up and stuff yeah um that you uh, that you didn't expect them in in you know listen eventually we'll we'll move away from troubled teen movies but one Are of sure? the things no <laughs> one of one of the things we were, we've been talking about with these is the um uh, is how adults play into them, mm-hmm. and adults are are kind of uh, scarce in this movie. You do have They're Richard actually, Roundtree as the assistant VP, so like good, him. so really good. interesting role. Yeah. yeah, really interesting role, and it's kind of like it is in, in it's this movie's version of like Gordon, that independent detective who interfaces yeah. with the police chief or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Commissioner Gordon, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, another instance of like the adults being otherwise incompetent, and like the the, the youth are really the people that are driving the police. The <laughs> where are the police? <laughs> well, yes, where where are the police? Is a major. It's a major <laughs> They're way. dealing with jigsaw. That's They're what they are. Well, but I think uh, we always do this thing where we connect the two uh, mm-hmm. movies together. But the thing I was thinking about with both of these, it, to varying levels of success. They're both like trying to like deconstruct detective movies mm-hmm. and Spiral kind of just fumbles the ball mid-movie. <laughs> uh, like the ball is in the air and it just kind of lets it go. Uh, but this one like does a pretty – it's not even a deconstruction. It's like it's like it's just taking the detective movie and placing it in high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Baz so, Luhrmann's uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly that. It's exactly that. It's yeah. But uh, just going back to Megan Good real fast, um, yeah, please. <laughs> you know, uh, Megan Good is what is face. what what a Holy face, shit. what 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 talent. Um, it's almost like Ryan Johnson knows that Megan Good is top five most beautiful women on the planet, yeah. and it's just <laughs> deployed her strategically throughout the movie. Yeah, uh, just for whenever us to, you're losing interest. She's like one of the mob bosses, right? Like she, she essentially she, she's yeah, like yeah. Uh, pulling strings behind the scenes. She's yeah. And she's great at she's she goes from being like really sweet and the guy leaves and she mm. just becomes uh, like, like that. I have a question. Yeah. Please. What is the the lap dog that she has that remember do you like That's your boyfriend. I don't know. 
because Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> well, will enter the scene up, and she'll just be uh, like, "Okay, get up." And there's a guy's head just pops. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like constantly <laughs> going down on her, right? That's yeah. how I. That's oh, what, I thought he was, was like. I thought he was fixing her costume, and he just hangs around her. I always thought she's like such a bad bitch that at all times of the day she just has a guy like eating her out. That's but what I also, Yeah, but also, I like that more than whatever. It actually but also, is. like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, this is how we know this is a male fantasy. Joseph mm. Gordon-Levitt, who's a good-looking guy, but looks like a guy. He just looks like a regular just a dude. dude. Just yeah. a guy. Pulls Megan Good. Yeah. Right. Uh, first year in high school. It's the whole hard-boiled detective <laughs> thing. Like, like yeah. all those old noir movies, they have like five like honeys on the side. When, yeah. when, when Megan Good pulls up, what we had? when Megan Good pulls up and is like, uh, "You're my ex," I was like, "No." Way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, my suspension of disbelief just snapped. <laughs> that was it. But uh, I actually want to pick up on that, Wes, because this is something that I was thinking about, um, and this is you know what you get when you look back on an on an older film with a with a current lens, but. Um, I wonder if this movie is is helped or hindered by kind of viewing Brendan as like an incel. <laughs> like, I mm. wonder if he's sort of like, you know, because he's this solitary, like, very kind of self-important, like, I'm the only yeah, person who can figure this out type of dude. dude. Yeah. And and I that's like an archetype that's obviously, it's memed to hell nowadays, but... Like, yeah, I was going to say that's like a modern like interpretation because there's it, it's like a, trying to mimic like the loner cinema of like post-war like 1940s. Right, stuff. right, right. Yeah. The hard-boiled detective. Who's but do you think that – I guess what I'm asking is like do you think it it layers the film at all to look at it like that or is it just kind of like – was not that's an just, he, he fucks. Well, <laughs> like, I mean we don't – I mean we – oh, he does. He has he does. A, yeah, he, does. he has a baby. Spoiler He's, alert. Yeah, that's the and, – And then he gets the, the other – he gets – Whose sister is, that is like it? Five it? Whose sister is it? It's someone's sister is the Nora, one he backed. Who has Nora, the part? Uh, Nora Z- Z- Zetner? Oh, Nora Zetenner? Z- well, he's not He's not Z- traditionally... Z- I, what I will say, Justin, is it's not... I, I don't know if incel is the... That's not the word. word. I, I do but you know the type too. that I'm saying. Yeah. I do think it's funny to interpret like old, like hard-boiled detective characters as like incels. <laughs> what I'm saying that is, is like, totally like a now, like a very current. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I don't know if that's that's true. I I don't know if incels is the right word. I think it's more like all of those movies are male gazy. You know what I mean? Like sure. all those movies are, are are very are very much like male power fantasies in a and sort of way. And shit is cool to guys. Like guys yeah. just think that's absolutely. Cool. I mean, it's yeah, why so Batman like, is the most popular superhero for seventy years. And Drive yeah. is a dude bro movie dude. just because he doesn't need anybody. He just needs himself. He's so, like yeah. just listens to music. I and think, he's on his own. So I think the DNA of of the the, the genre that he's pulling from yeah. he's very gazy. and it's always mm-hmm. like a man trying to find his dead. I mean, it's why Gail Simone, the comic book writer, came up with the uh, the, the concept of the woman in a fridge. Oh, it's the like, fridge. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you have a character who explicitly exists to die, and it's usually a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think, I, I think Insel might not be quite it, but I do think you're onto something. The sad boy. Which, the sad boy. Which came from, uh, fun, I mean, Zach might know this, but it came from a Green Lantern comic. Yes. Kyle Rayner's girlfriend. Kyle Rayner comic. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Fridging woman. I was going to say. Because okay. Kyle Rayner comes back from a space adventure, opens his fridge, and, and his girlfriend, girlfriend is inside of it. Yeah, yeah which is like, um, who Great. wrote that? Great, thanks. Thank you. Hey, stop. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and I mean, um, noir is a genre, uh, a very interesting one, one that I think a lot of people probably find inaccessible because so much of it is in that, like, you know, it's black and white and it's older yeah. and they think it's, you know, it might be slow. Um, but one of the staples of it is the femme fatale, like Dan said earlier. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, 
of that character archetype is rooted in the like the pain of a betrayal mm. from a woman yes. toward a man, you know, because the man can't imagine that this woman would have autonomy like and like goals that are separate from him, which right. is not me criticizing noir as a genre. That's just how it works. I think it's actually really interesting. And yeah. this movie also clearly um plays with that mm-hmm. uh, because you have um, Nora Z- Zetner as Laura Dannon, who is um, uh, she's kind of like teasing Brendan throughout the whole movie clearly wants to get close to him, but she's also keeping him distracted yeah. because she, it turns out that she's the, the biggest bad. Yeah, of all. Yes. Um, the one. And yeah, I think Which that I think that it's, it's a good reveal. Yeah. 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 She's and I think that that in itself is um, really capable. Right. With the, and there's small details like the cigarette thing, something that I probably totally missed. <laughs> but that he's like, you know, I saw you toss your cigarette out of the out of the car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I think is at the at the heart mm-hmm. of most noir stuff, and I think that's um, that's working in tandem with the male gaze and the male power fantasy, you know, and to ultimately like. So then it's it's it makes you wonder, like, okay, are we to sympathize with this male character? Are we to you know mm-hmm. cri- criticize him for being so you know one track minded? I think, think, I think the movie wants you to think he's cool. Sure. I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's I think, both. I think I think he is cool. Like we look <laughs> the way the camera frames him, he's clearly supposed to be cool. Yeah. But I think also there are moments where the movie almost steps out of his perspective. We see him as this lonely guy. You know what I mean? Like mm. he has nothing going on. Weirdo. He's, yeah. He's, he's a weirdo. He's just chasing this dead girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and all the men ultimately the major three men like the pin. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, white shirt guy Tug. are all pathetic by the end. You know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. they're not heroic figures by the end. You right. Know what yeah. I mean? um, but yeah. that last shot is pretty cool. Where but but that's all noir deconstruction. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. everyone in the noir story is a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it is interesting when the movie does kind of um, separate itself from Brendan to show you him in a different light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was refreshing some of the scenes in the movie before we recorded today. And there is that uh, one where he's on the football field and he's remembering the, like the last argument I think he had with oh uh, whatever her name is. Yeah. And she's like, you didn't even, you didn't even love me. Like you just, you just want me. He says, you're the only thing I love. Like, you know, yeah. uh, great performance, but like that type of visceral, like almost desperation, yeah. uh, I think definitely chips away at his cool factor. Cause you know, it's like I mean, you it, it's it's lending itself to why he's so d- committed yes. to figuring out who did this, but it is also like, yeah, this guy's a Come little on, out man. of touch. Yeah, it's <laughs> and I talked, Justin, we talked about this a little bit as I was watching it. Um, but just like thinking about him as like a person, like you went to school with, and just how much you would fucking avoid that person and just like make fun <laughs> of them behind their back deconstructing um, everything you say and everything you're yeah and being so dramatic like you definitely could hear them saying you're the only thing i love like in the middle of the hallway between periods like yeah like, like i know that person and end up in it, a cringe it, compilation bro. also also like they they do an interesting thing with the dialogue like they're talking in like weird talky speak mm-hmm. but i feel like teenagers think that's how they sound yeah but they yeah. really do, especially in high that. school. Yeah. yeah. When when you're in high school and you watch like some black and white movies and you show up and you're like I'm, trying to like play. I came over here. See. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of why looking back, even middle school sometimes looking back on it is so cringe because yeah. you're like the things that I said, thinking that like it was either okay or Definitely. cool. <laughs> like, oh god, Awful. you know. But that that and is um, or different. That people. is part of what's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank God Aaron Sorkin didn't get his his hands on this screenplay. You know, what I mean? <laughs> imagine characters walking and talking and repeating the same line to each other. It's close. Though. It's it close. is. Yeah, it is close. Who actually did Ryan Johnson write this? He yes, did. he did. He, he writes. Really he, did. Have you guys heard about how he does his scripts? No. Please. So he talked about it extensively during Star Wars, um, because that was the most, I guess, media attention he's ever gotten. But like, he says that he just he doesn't even start with like typing it out he outlines the entire script in a moleskin notebook i guess yeah. he has a notebook for a movie wow. each movie and he just goes through and just outlines it outlines it, it keeps outlining the same him. thing like he has he has one for uh knives out where he just has the major plot points and then he starts to put things on the spine That's and great. then when he combines outlining mm-hmm. which is excruciating but it's why his yeah. his moves are kind of structurally so tight and because yeah. he's figured it out already which is, yeah. which is a good way to be yeah, yeah absolutely tight, yeah. um I, yeah, outlining can't can't be overstated. And all four of us have, uh, you know, we we've dabbled in writing and screenwriting to be specific to different degrees. Um, you know, I I I'm sure we all have slightly different methods, but we can all agree that actually writing is like one of the most grueling things yeah. ever. I but I actually, I did create an outline for a project that I had to submit for uh, for my last semester, and it was helpful. It was a short it was a short film, but like even just writing out character names, yeah relationships yeah. motivations was enough Coming to get me names is fucking hard yeah. it is, it is. <laughs> I, I remember i put down the name ian once and i wrote like a few pages and i was like man i hate the name not, ian. Not, <laughs> it, it sucks. You, i keep a uh, a character name list in the back of my notebook where oh, I, just, I go back i'm like okay one of these names is gonna have to be i actually what i do because like a lot of the times i'm starting a, usually i'm writing a male character that is like somehow i guess similar to me you, and yeah. so i've just come up with like a placeholder name of elijah Nice. Until such time as like I decide to change it, um, but I yeah I know like that could, that's a thing for some people they have you know like placeholder names, um, John Doe, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah I mean we don't have to belabor the point with this movie. Um, I talked about most of the things that stuck out to me. Yeah, um, and we could probably get ready to rate it if y'all are. Yeah, and well, with our mortician ratings. I mean um, it's it's like a. 70 minute movie it's that's quick. true and you yeah, don't understand most of it you kind of are there in the beginning and yeah. then you you find out everything at the very end yeah <laughs> you're real at times which i really like yeah I, I like when stuff can kind of go off the rails and you're like what is going on but like in a good way like, yeah 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 do you guys have a favorite ryan johnson movie I, of the three that i've seen knives, exactly. out. knives out yeah yeah knives out, knives out knives out i would also say knives out i think i think his star wars movie is uh is an a really well made movie, but I think it, there's parts that really sag. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's the best of that trilogy. Talking about that is so laborious is. talking about the last I, Jedi. It's yeah. hard it, to rewatch it. Talk about. Yeah, I, because because there's no nuance with that movie. Like not to go off on the last Jedi, but we do have time. Uh, <laughs> there's the equally stuff that I love and hate. But mm. but my issue with with the discourse the discourse around Last Jedi is there's people who are generally like it's a well made movie. There are issues with the movie, mm-hmm. and there are people that are like, I love this movie. I see that there are issues. And then there's people that are trying to make it a culture war thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, this is a Star Wars movie. Where this movie we... has a woman in it. With a... Women, women were never in Star Wars. <laughs> like, I remember. It was always just Luke and Han Solo, and they were just buddies. <laughs> like, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that a major positive, like, negative critique was that uh, Finn and Poe. Uh, Ryan Johnson clearly didn't know what to do with them, yeah, yeah. and I was I like, and I was like, that's that's a very fair critique. Like, sure. like it's clear that they didn't know. Uh, yeah. But it's what's a cute little subplot with a space casino where he goes to ocean to space? Not 11. like that subplot. But, <laughs> but, but then, like, 
but then like one of the other critiques was like the purple hair uh oh, woman Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Yeah. Oh, i love she's one of my favorite actresses the, of all time. they were like how dare how dare she crash the the fully using hyper i'm like guys it, it's a fake what? yeah it's fake science no there yeah. were people trying to like yeah like deconstruct we've been the buzzword of the day is deconstruct but like trying to pull apart the science the science of engineering of how, how dare you know, they're laser swords by by validating Twitter trolls by like responding to all of them. Yeah. Like, don't validate trolls on Twitter. Just don't do it. He was yeah. going and pulling out like old um Star Wars like writing from the eighties and yes. talking about how to prove that he, I mean yeah. the uh, the science was like valid as to how you could hyperdrive a spaceship and make it crash through other ships. And it's like don't validate these fucking people. You're a screenwriter. Like you're an artist. <laughs> you don't need to engage with Twitter trolls ever. It's yeah. that's why Jordan Peele doesn't explain his movies anymore like apparently he mm. explained get out to death mm -hmm. and was exhausted with it so when us came out he said i'm not explaining it well one mm -hmm. thing to say going out. off of that wow. uh david lynch famously has never explained Eraserhead or, or lost highway or anything the only movie he had to explain was Mulholland drive and it's because he kept getting pressure from people because that was getting like awards recognition and stuff they made him sit down and record a commentary track where david lynch the David Lynch, they had him sitting there explaining Mulholland Drive. That's and it's, yeah. it's excruciating. That sucks. It's like, he doesn't want to fucking sit there and do that. Like, watch yeah. watch the movie and you can figure it out. It's not that hard. <laughs> well, that's how about, how, about, how about you is. watch it and talk to other people about what exactly. you <laughs> Do you remember is. that meme you sent me where it's David Lynch in an interview and he's like, when you make a movie, people expect you to talk about it. And it's like, the, the film is the talk. The film does the talking. Yeah. <laughs> David Lynch is such an interesting guy. Man. I fucking love. I David feel Lynch. like I love. Oh, him. I am bringing on so many Lynch movies, you guys. Like I can't I'm waiting for it. <laughs> he's going to be on this podcast. All right. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say I I like David Lynch as a personality more than I like yeah. his movies. Ah. Oh, okay. I like both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's rate it. What are What are we thinking about Brick? I'm going to give it. I'll go first. I'm going to say Embalmment because yeah. even though I only watched it about a week and a half ago, there's some stuff that's still slipping uh, my brain. But I do think that there's a lot here that's interesting. And again, as like a time capsule of of Ryan Johnson's developing style, I think it's really cool to watch. Uh, and you get to see some actors that, that you like that are younger, which is yeah. always fun. So it's an Embalmment mm. for me. I'm also going to give it a, an, an Embalm, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I would revisit it again, mm -hmm. thrice. At some point in the future, uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think I have to do that too. Uh, I will also yeah. embalm it. It's just you know, I, I, I did enjoy it. I really did. It's hard for me to imagine myself like promoting it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to, to my friends and to my family. I don't know if I, I think I'd have to be in a really good mood to be like, let's watch this movie together right now. Um, yeah. But I do like it. Takes it. so I, much. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like it. Mind. I think there are a lot of cool things about it. I really appreciated it when I watched it, but I'm an embalmment too. I, I guess we're going to do four embalments. I, 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 <laughs> nice. I, I agree. Across I, the board. I think my thing is like, I like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. I went, But the movie I recommend of him, other than Knives Out, is always Looper. Like, I think Looper really has a brilliant. Like, I need ideas. to rewatch that. Yeah, it's really cool. It um, except for the fact that they make Joseph Gordon Levitt look like Bruce Willis. Not yeah, feeling I, that. Uh, That's but, <laughs> that was before Bruce Willis had the competition that he does now as, as being like the direct-to-video like cameo guy. Yeah. But like back then, we still thought he was like pretty that, cool. And then yeah. they change, they give Joseph Gordon-Levitt a nose and and like yeah, eyepiece yeah, yeah, yeah. to make him look like Bruce Willis. I Not hate it. <laughs> but, uh, and then they they do a transition where like 
Bruce Willis has Joseph Gordon-Levitt's hair, but it's received. <laughs> don't like it. But um, but I, I, you know, it's it's good. I think it's my least favorite of his movies that I've mm. seen. I haven't seen Brothers Bloom, uh, which I is his his lost movie. Um, but I don't even think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's his Brothers Bloom. It's with Ruffalo. It's with Mark Ruffalo. Ah. So, um, but uh, you know. I think it's a fun movie. I just don't think about it when I'm done with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so embalm yeah. it. I kind of forgot about it until this morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Back back talked chair, about it. Well, the then, main uh, thing I remember, like I said, is the uh, – what's his name, Justin? You wouldn't – Tug, right? Tug. All yeah. of Tug's brothers in that living room. Like, that was <laughs> hilarious. Just clones. I've, I've thought about that last thought for 10 years since I snuck that movie where she's like, you're the father. And he's, like, and he's like, and he just looks at the camera like this. And then the <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> well, uh, Zach, then, do you have your personal pick for next week? I because do. we are doing Army of the Dead. We've decided nice. uh, on that. But, uh, Zach, what have you brought for us to, to pick apart next time? So funny that you brought up David Lynch today. Danny, oh, boy. Are we doing it? We're doing it. Mahalan Drive. Well, hey. Wow! I've never right. seen the movie. Uh, well, I'm very interested. Yeah, I'm scared. Okay. I'm scared, but I'm excited. <laughs> I've never seen it. Really, have you, Justin? You haven't seen it either, right? First time. I've oh, been telling Justin for years. To yes. Watch <laughs> I think the first thing Danny awesome. ever said to me was, "Hey, bro, watch <laughs> Mulholland Drive." <laughs> well, okay, that should be interesting. Yeah, but we are going to be. Uh, we uh, we can only avoid Snyder for so long, so we'll be talking about Army of the Dead. I actually started watching it today, but only like the first ten minutes or so. I, I think it'll I like be entertaining. I like those um, fucking different, man. He just drive an army of the dead. Holy shit! Those, <laughs> those could not be two more different movies. Good. Yeah, I'm I excited. Bet, I bet you, Zach. I'm, I'm waiting Mahalan for you to find though. the connection. <laughs> I will. I'll dig. I'll dig. <laughs> You're on it, Wes. But yeah, we're we're looking forward to. Actually, this is the. I think this is the first month where we know all of our pretty much all of our consensus choices in advance. So yeah. it'll be interesting to yeah. see what the personal picks are going to be uh, week to week. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We thank you graciously for paying this us a visit awesome. in our humble mortuary. If you like what you heard, check out our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and the Podbean app. Rate and review us wherever you can. Follow us on socials at the Media Morgue and consider supporting us on Patreon. Please, where we have tears. Oh, We're putting the content there for you. Y'all know I'm broke. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> I, I could use I, I I could use money. Thank you. I could I use some money. <laughs> I, I, I have a I have a couple of shorts that are coming up. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna He's got to pay that Columbia tuition. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of just selling hotel books on the street, but you know, you, when all else fails, I I will not be surprised to see you doing. That. Until next time, wayward movie watchers. Deuces. Deuces.